Welcome to All for the Reds podcast with your host Shanaz. I'm going to be going through a range of Liverpool topics which I'm sure none of us are going to agree on and I thought I'd start off with the number one thing none of us can agree on and that's signings. Now the first thing I need to actually mention about this is I've looked at every other fan base right? I've looked at our fan base as well and I've never seen a bigger divide in terms of transfer windows. Now I've never gone into a transfer window and seen um, fans from a certain like fan base going oh we don't want signings at all and then you have the other side of this fan base going we really do want signings and that's the massive divide we have it's not even about going for one player and you know we disagree on do we actually need this player like Saul for example it's the fact that we're saying we either do need signings and we don't and I've not seen that with any other fan base if I'm being completely honest and one thing I do have like one kind of criticism I have of that is a lot of these fans that seem to think that we should um, not be signing players because we've got enough players already which is fair enough it's fair to have that opinion I do in some you know aspects understand why they think that way Um, I feel like the way that they sometimes do approach those who believe we do need signings can be a bit harsh I don't think it's a bad thing to criticize your club there's a very stark difference between criticizing your club in terms of saying, you know, we should be doing this better, we should be going for certain players, you know, we just need to increase um, squad depth in, for example, in terms of attacking, we should have maybe gone for a centre forward. I think there's a very big difference between doing that and hurling ver- verbal abuse at your club and saying we're rubbish, you know, loads of expletives and just saying, you know, we're really rubbish. We need to, um, a lot of people I saw, like they were saying that, you know, they've seen other people saying, you know, they'd rather lose just so it teaches FSG a lesson. Like, of course, that's ridiculous. That kind of behavior, I wouldn't even tolerate it either. But what I'm saying is to just criticize the club and its dealings in the transfer window, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing when considering the fact that we've had a very kind of lackluster kind of transfer window. And if you do think about it, we're thinking in a logical sense. I am one of those who did think we should have gone in for signings. I'm not saying a complete overhaul. Nor am I saying a very big marquee signing that's 100 million because, in my opinion, we don't need that kind of player. And if we're talking about the number of players in midfield, obviously we've got the options. I think number one for me was signing another centre forward. If we're being completely honest right now, we don't have an out-and-out striker. We haven't had one since Luis Suarez. And we've got Jato right now who's um, performing in that position. And he's actually doing quite well. And I do see him as kind of like a poacher I do see him as that player that can just score you goals if he gets the chance but even then I don't see him naturally as a kind of out and out striker maybe a second striker but I don't see him as an out and out striker I would have liked someone in that position especially because off the bench we've only got really like obviously we do have Bobby as well who I also don't view as an out and out striker the thing with Bobby as well is he is such an intelligent player. Like I know a lot of people will look at him and will look at his goals and say, you know, um, Bobby's not scoring enough. He's not getting the goals. And that's true. But I don't see him as a number nine. I've never seen him as a number nine. If you just view him as a player, you'll see that he's one of the most clever players that we've ever had playing for us. And that's why I think, you know, keeping a player like him, using him in that diamond kind of formation in a deeper role, I think that would really bring out the best in him. But I don't think we should be using him as kind of a backup for the number nine. 
So I think the best thing to do would have been to get that centre forward because then we have Divock Origi coming off the bench. Now, I know a lot of people might be looking at his um, performance against Milan and thinking, you know what, he was actually really decent. And I'm not going to sit here and say he wasn't because, in my opinion, he did have even a better performance than um, Diogo Jota. And he did have a better performance in that game. You know, he was making decent runs. He was essentially doing what we needed him to do. Um, and that's why I would say, you know, he did have a better performance because Jota kind of, um, he went a bit missing in that game, I would say. But um, that's not to say that Origi is going to turn up in every game. I realised this with him. I feel like he does manage to turn up in the big games. And I feel like the smaller games, the league games, um, I've seen him not turning up, sometimes looking a bit complacent, looking like maybe he isn't you know, completely into the game. And that's kind of issue I have there with a player like that. Not only that, you've got a player like Trent, this really incredible playmaker from right back he's you know spamming in these crosses brilliant crosses by the way and we, we're not having this kind of target man to come at the end of them and just score these goals and I really think if we had that kind of player to you know just score those goals we would get like someone to get at the end of Trent's crosses I'm telling you right now they'd get like 30 goals a season at least the amount of you know great chances he makes and the amount of kind of the crosses as well that he um, spams across I think all of those things all those factors when you bring them into you know bring them in together you realize um, what a striker if we had one and what a great striker they would be with the players we already have now that's just one aspect obviously Origi and another thing with the Origi thing is before the injury so before the Bobby injury he wasn't even making the bench now if you're calling, you know, Klopp did say he's a game changer, but someone can't really be a game changer if they're not even making a bench, the bench. And he did say um, in an interview after Milan, the post-match interview, he did say, if he's talking honestly, he did think Origi was going to go in the summer. Now, I'm not going to complain now, like we've got Origi, we don't have any options. So we are going to obviously utilise him and hopefully he does what's needed. But really, I'm hoping in the winter we would sell him and bring someone else in that can do the job better really and not only that there are a few other aspects that I did think so midfield for example I think we need to talk about Ox and Cater now in my opinion like the perfect midfield a really great one I think think Klopp needs to work on I, but I really want him to do it is um, Thiago um, Fabinho and Cater I think that would be like the best midfield trio um, we'd see but I do believe that Ox and Cater are two very injury prone players now I hope this season Cater doesn't get injured I really want him to see a full season I do want the same thing for Ox as well to keep both of them when you know they're getting like averaging around two to three injuries per season I think that's a very big risk and then obviously um, unfortunately now Elliot is out who was doing brilliantly as well so I was really happy he got that time I really hope he can come back from it but because obviously Elliot is injured Jones I do believe in him but I just feel like we don't have in terms of availability not quality because if we're talking about quality I completely believe in our squad if we're talking about quality, I completely believe in it. But if we're talking about availability, someone like Jeannie Wijnaldum, who was playing 30 games a season, right? Well, more than 30 games a season and consistently as well. We're not talking about, you know, he had a few games, then he'd take a break. And then he had a few games and then he'd take a break like some of the players. He played consistently in every single game. I don't think anyone in our midfield, apart from maybe Fabinho, I don't think anyone else in that midfield is going to be consistently playing around 30 games. And if we're looking into it realistically, I know we never take the League Cup and FA Cup seriously, to be honest. But if we were to take that into consideration, 
and we were to take the Champions League into consideration and the Premier League. If you're taking all these four factors into consideration and you're talking about a man who was available for more than 30 games consecutively and you've not got that player in terms of availability, that is something that does worry me in terms of injuries as well. If we don't have that player, what do we do? I know we've got a lot of options in midfield, so it doesn't worry me as much as the centre-forward aspect. But I do think these are the reasons why people were saying they wanted signings in. And then it does come to this kind of transfer ineptitude, doesn't it? Because we've been to two Champions League finals. We've won one. We went, you, you know, we went and won the Premier League, which you get a big sum of money from. And then we also um, came third last season in the league. Now, I'm not saying that we should have bought anyone last season, right? Even though I did want it to happen. But I'm saying that the best time to have bought um, anyone, you know, to make signings is when you're at the top. Because when you're at the top, what you do is you buy these players and then their value increases. You know, it would have increased all these seasons than being here. We bought Ben Davies last season. He didn't even set foot on the pitch, but his value increased by at least two million, I think. And that's the thing, isn't it? You play for a club like Liverpool, you sign these players and they're going to do brilliantly for you. And I think that's what we've really missed in terms of transfers, because even if we didn't keep those players, we could have sold them at a profit. So we're not in financial deficit now. So we could have sold them at a profit and we could have used that money because we are accepting that we're a sell to buy club. As much as we may all dislike it, a lot of us are just accepting that, you know, we are a sell to buy club. If we want to get the players in, then we're going to need to sell. And that's why we're saying we should have bought at the top. That's what every you know good uh, club does in terms of like, if you look at us as a business, then fair enough, look at us as a business. But what you need to be doing is bringing in the necessary players at the right time. And I think we could have sold them, at, you know, a considerably higher value than what we bought them in for. And I think that's what we really missed. And then we could have had that money now. Also, another thing, like we sold Shakiri, who's arguably, in my opinion, a better um, player than Origi. And we didn't, you know, get someone else in. And not to replace Shakiri, but I just felt like if we got rid of Origi instead of Shakiri, we would have had a better player. And then, you know, we could have got a centre forward in. But I think there's just going to be so many kind of different opinions with this, especially because we do have a lot of midfielders and stuff. I don't see why people argue over it. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, even though I think that we need signings. If someone said something, we don't need signings, I hear their point of view as well. And yeah, that's the end of the podcast for today. I think we're never going to agree on this, but I think I'll agree to disagree with whoever thinks we don't need signings. (laughs) 